everyone. My name is Zachary Rodier, and welcome to episode 79 of 614 Check here on the Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio Podcast Network. We have a lot to get to today. We'll talk about the Ohio State women's hockey team's dominating effort in Minnesota and the Ohio State series against Notre Dame on the men's side. We'll get to the Blue Jackets and the Rapid headlines in College Corner as well. So now let's get into this week's focus, starting with the Ohio State women's hockey team. Enjoy. Let's get into this week's focus here on 614 Check and talk about a dominating effort in Minnesota. Number one Ohio State taking on the then number two Minnesota Golden Gophers. And man, this was a weekend where Ohio State has not played in a while. They had that break for a significant amount of time. And we don't know how they were going to come right off the gate. And man, they came out hard, dominating Minnesota 7-0 in their first game back. This was on the road. It was Ohio State's largest margin of victory over Minnesota in program history. And they did not play in 33 days which is just absolutely ridiculous. A shutout for Reagan Kirk as well. And Ohio State scored four goals in the first period. That was just absolutely ridiculous to get going right away. And that just shows you, break or no break, Ohio State is ready to go. They're throwing out the punches right away. Um, Joy Dunn got two of the goals in the first frame. Reagan Kirk made some great saves as well. And this was just a very good game for Ohio State. Dunn having a four-point night, three goals for the hat trick and assist as well. Wilka with two goals, Mobley with an assist and a goal, Osworth with a goal, Amos, Baxter, Bregman, Gardner, Hartmitz, King, Markowski, and Matthews all getting assists and points as well. And this was just a really good victory for Ohio State. And then you move on to the next day. You have to sense that Minnesota is going to be very upset with how they performed in the day before, and they were going to push back, but Ohio State was there again. 6-1 to one victory. That is 13-1 to one in the total weekend against the number two team in the nation. I mean, if we're talking about separation between number one and number two, I do understand Minnesota is now number five, but that is significant on how big of a win and victory weekend it is for Ohio State. And Ohio State earned another first in this weekend. The Buckeyes finished the regular season 4-0 and against number 2 Minnesota for the first time in program history, winning all four games against Minnesota this season. In the regular season, of course, I'm sure these two teams will either play again in the final faceoff or at some point, maybe in the NCAAs. And of course, Minnesota is going to have that hunger again. But man, Ohio State really dominated them in this series. And at Ohio State as well when they were here, 4 nothing. And those are huge points. Ohio State got 11 out of 12 points out of Minnesota this year. That is huge for their WCHA run for trying to win the Julianne by Cup. Janet Buglioni, three assists night. And Hannah Bilka getting a goal and assist. Same with Jen Gardner and Sloan Matthews. Kelsey King getting two assists. And then Bernard Hartmitz Peschel getting a goal. Barnes, Hosworth, Webster, and Kiara Zanin getting assists there. So Ohio State 
We'll be back at home this weekend. Number seven, Minnesota Duluth. It'll be on Friday and Saturday. Uh, game one at 6 p.m. And game two is at 2 p.m., which is a little different. Usually they start at three. So please make sure you have that in mind, of course. For home games, Ohio State has tickets this season that you have to get in. The games will be on Big Ten Plus. I'll have the call on Big Ten Plus on Saturday. Of course, um, the games are always on Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio as well if you want to tune in for free on there. Um, so this was a really big weekend for Ohio State. And now Minnesota dropped down to number five. Wisconsin's now in that two spot for WCHA Weekly Honors. Joy Dunn, Rookie of the Week, and Reagan Kirk, the goalie of the week um, for the Ohio State Buckeyes and in the WCHA. Uh, Reagan Kirk also playing both games. Uh, she, of course, had that shutout in the game before and then got 17 saves in the game, uh, in game two in Minnesota for that 6-1 to one victory. So very interesting there that usually Ohio State's been splitting between Teeley and Kirk, but Kirk getting both games. Um, which I think is definitely important to note as we continue to go through here. Now, one thing that's just huge with this win uh, for both of them is the WCHA points, as I was talking about before. Uh, and let's now take a look at the WCHA standings. And as it stands right now, Ohio State is at 43 points. Wisconsin, also with 16 games played, they are at 37 points. So 37 points, that is a nice difference from where Ohio State is at. And again, Ohio State and Wisconsin play each other two more times this season in a series at Wisconsin. So let's just say things stay status quo, and at the end, you still have that difference uh, between six points. So then you're going to say, let's say everything say status quo, Wisconsin and Ohio State win out, then it's going to come down to the Julian by Cup in that weekend. Uh, it will, because the difference is only six points between Ohio State and Wisconsin right now. So if Wisconsin wept Ohio State in regulation in both games on the road, um, or of course Ohio State would be on the road, then you would go into the tiebreaker situations. Um, and look at the WCHA record, um, which is definitely better for um, Ohio State and all those things through the tiebreakers. Um, but at, at the end of the day, um, Ohio State is in a very, very good position for the Julianne Bicop if they win out and at least secure one point um, in the series against Wisconsin again if they win out in the WCHA. So very, I know we're still a long ways uh, throughout the rest of the season, um, but that's where things are standing right now and how big of a gap um, that this series against Ohio State and Minnesota all season long, that made a huge difference. Minnesota's third in the WCHA standings with 33 points. So Ohio State dominant. Uh, and their point percentage, 0.896. Uh, and the WCHA record, of course, 15-1-0. So a huge margin there for Ohio State. Let's just go through the rest of the WCHA standings. We haven't done that so far this season. So it's OSU, Wisconsin, and Minnesota. And then Minnesota, Duluth, and St. Cloud State are tied with 29 points in fourth and fifth. And then you have Minnesota State, 
Bemidji State, and then St. Thomas at the bottom um, with three points um, for one win in WCHA this season. So that's where things stand right now. As we talk about Ohio State overall, though, this is a fabulous team uh, with how things are coming together right now. Everyone seems to be on, you know, rocking on all cylinders. The goaltending, the scoring, the defense, shutting things down. And I think what's so going about this Ohio State team in their weekend against Minnesota is not that they just got 13 goals against an excellent Minnesota Golden Gophers team, but they also only allowed one. And that goes to the goaltending. That goes to the defense. And if you have high-caliber scoring, high-caliber defense, and goaltending, that is a recipe for a national championship. And that is what Ohio State's showing right now. Again, a long way through the rest of the season, but Ohio State, an exclamation point. Also on the road in Ritter Arena, a fantastic place to play, a very difficult atmosphere as well. That That is huge for Ohio State. They have to be feeling really good about themselves. But again, Ohio State, they are in a fantastic spot starting off the second half of the WCHA season on a great note. And again, they have the pieces here. There were a lot of different pieces coming into this season. How were they going to mesh? What were they going to look like? But this is a team that looks like they have everything going for them right now. Um, you know, it, When they won the national championship two years ago in my freshman year at Ohio State, they had a lot of pieces and pl different players coming in with a lot of veterans on the team as well, but a lot of high caliber players coming in too. And they won the national championship. This team has a lot of similarities in that a lot of great players currently on Ohio State and a lot of new ones coming in to bring more things to the table and a lot of high caliber players coming in, coming together and making a fantastic and basically really really strong team uh and they have all the pieces it's a far season they have to go through the playoffs and the gauntlet of the ncaa's but ohio state is set up for success right now and they are going to be very very good contenders um for many different things later on in the season the julian by cup i talked about the points and then the final face-off and the national championship it's a long road don't get me wrong um and a lot of things can happen on the way um that can really change things um but if you're ohio state and you're starting the second half of the season you're looking really good um and favorites for a lot of things down the road later in the season still a lot of games to be played again um, but things are looking really good for Ohio State right now and they have all the pieces and all the things coming together to write greatness for them this season now let's talk about the Ohio State men's hockey team they got their first Big Ten win of the season and this was a pretty big win for Ohio State at home President Ted Carter dropping the puck on military appreciation game um, at the Johnstein Arena. And I called this game on Big Ten Plus the Friday game, Ohio State winning 3-2. to two. And this was really just resiliency from Ohio State. They played a really strong game. I really liked how they were playing. Uh, I thought Logan Turnus was fantastic in this game. Um, of course, Ryan Bischel, the goaltender for Notre Dame, was as well. Um, but... Logan Turnus had a fantastic game. Uh, I think a lot of different players did. Uh, McBrayer had two assists, his first two-point game in his collegiate career. Uh, Thiesing continuing his six-game scoring streak 
in that game. And Halliday continuing in Bricky getting the game winner. And I thought he was great in this game. Always, you know, Ohio State was able to get something going on the power play as well. Even Halliday's second goal was fantastic. And of course, Dalton Messina getting that first goal as well. Um, but I think Logan Turnus really, really helped this game for the Ohio State men's hockey team because Notre Dame played a great game. But I thought that Ohio State was resilient. They were strong in the puck. They had possession. They fired off a ton of shots um, on Ryan Bischel. You knew that was what was going to happen. Kind of what you thought the storylines were going to be going into this series was exactly what happened minus... Um, the struggling penalty kill for Ohio State, which has gotten better out of of late, but number-wise hasn't been probably where they want it to be this season. Um, but overall, you know, the face-off story with Notre Dame being great on face-offs, that was the story in that game. Um, the expectation that Ohio State was going to put a lot of shots on Ryan Bischel, that's what happened. They created chaos, and they were able to get through. Um, and it was a really good game for Ohio State and give them confidence later on in the season and finally able to take that sigh of relief that they got that first one for uh, the Big Ten season, uh, which I think entering the second half of the Big Ten season uh, is a really good confidence booster from them because uh, they have been doing the right things. Now, obviously, Saturday didn't go their way after they split the series after falling to the Irish 5-2 Saturday in Value City Arena. Notre Dame scored the game's first two goals. Ohio State then tied it. Um, but then the Irish found the back of the net twice in less than three minutes in the second. And then uh, were able to get one more goal in the third period. And this maybe just wasn't Ohio State's game necessarily. And freshman goaltender Christopher Eberle had a career-high 38 saves in all of 60 minutes. So 38 saves compared to you know what Notre Dame was necessarily able to do in the first game they came out stronger in the second game they put a lot of chances in front of Eberle um who interestingly enough you know it was Turnus a lot earlier in the season now we're starting to see Eberle a little bit more as well um and he did let in five goals but had a lot of you know huge saves as well and uh it's definitely not what Ohio State wanted, um, but you know, able to get that first win in that Friday game is definitely something they can build on. The schedule ahead for Ohio State, they'll be on the road for the next two weeks. They will go to Minnesota Friday and Saturday, and two games at Penn State the following weekend, and then they will be back home to host Michigan on February 2nd and 3rd. Uh, and the Wolverine games, of course, will be 7 and 8 o'clock. Uh, and those will be really interesting to see how that turns out as well. So now let's move on to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, they had some games going on this week as well as we head to the schedule and take a look at things. So since we last talked, this was a busy week for the Blue Jackets with practices. They were finally able to get the practices in and get a lot of things, but not busy when it came to the games. They only had three games since we last spoke. They lost to the Winnipeg Jets 5 to nothing. a tough loss there for the Blue Jackets against an excellent Winnipeg Jets team. Then they lost a tough one to the Seattle Kraken on Saturday, 7-4, to but then a huge shootout win during the Hockey is for Everyone game at Nationwide Arena in an afternoon game on Monday, 
4-3 shootout win. Dmitry Voronkov getting two goals. Yegor Chinikov and then, you know, this was a fantastic shootout goal by Kirill Marchenko, taking the Texier fire poker and putting it into work. And Elvis Merzlikens having a nice game for the Blue Jackets in that one as well. The Blue Jackets, they will be back on Friday at Nationwide Arena, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, and then they will go on a long trip um, to Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, Seattle, and St. Louis before the All-Star break. So they, after that January 19th game this Friday, they will not be back at home until February 10th. Um, and then they're going back on the road for their California trip. So a lot of games on the road for the Blue Jackets. Uh, and, you know, it's a long road trip for sure. Uh, no doubt about that. Um, but they will definitely want to try and get one win before they head on the road uh, against the New Jersey Devils. So let's take a quick break here on this week's Focus, and then we'll head into the rapid headlines in College Corner. Welcome to the College Corner and Rapid Headlines. Not too much going on in the National Hockey League since we last talked um, but just a few things that I want to discuss. Going done, of course, we talked about her rookie of the week in the WCHA. Casey O'Brien is the forward of the week in the WCHA. Goaltender of the week is Reagan Kirk. Defender of the week is Hannah Baskin for Minnesota Duluth. In international hockey, the International Ice Hockey Federation made a statement this past week saying after careful consideration, the IIHF Council has decided that due to concerns over the safety and security of all participants in the championship, Israel will not participate in IIHF competitions for the time being. Now, later on, the IIHF did clarify um, after a few days and said that Israel will not participate in that statement, but then said on Friday that this decision so far only applies to the men's under-20 tournament in Bulgaria starting on January 22nd, and that no decisions um, for other tournaments have been made yet. Now, the National Hockey League did make a statement saying that the NHL has significant concerns with the announcement from the IIHF on Wednesday regarding the Israeli national team's eligibility for and participation in upcoming IIHF events. We expressed those concerns to the IIHF and have attempted to get a better understanding of both the scope and underlying rationale for the decision that was made. As we understand it, the decision is intended to be temporary in nature and rests solely on the IIHF's overriding concern for the safety and security for all of its stakeholders, including both the Israeli national team and other participating teams. Importantly, we have also been assured that this decision is not intended to sanction against the Israeli Federation and will not affect the Israeli Federation status as a full member in good standing with the IIHF. We urge the IIHF to take whatever steps necessary to address its concerns as expeditiously as possible so that Israeli national teams are not unfairly excluded from future events for which they are eligible and have qualified. The NHLPA also made a statement, and I quote, The NHLPA has had productive communications with the IIHF regarding its efforts to ensure Israeli national teams will continue to fully participate in international hockey competitions. We remain engaged with the IIHF and others in this process until the matter is resolved, end quote. 
So those are the statements there, and we will see how things continue to develop in the future. That's everything from the Rapid Headlines in College Corner, so now let's get into the outro. I hope you enjoyed episode 79 of 614 Check here on Scarlet and Gray Sports Radio's podcast network. Make sure you continue us to follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and X on at 614check, 4check spelled F-O-R-E-C-H-E-C-K. But my name's Zachary Rodier. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time on episode 80 of 614check.